You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to Partida Partida podcast, the English speaking podcast about all things Atlari. Uh, we have uh, uh, our guest back, uh, Maxi. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, very excited for the uh, Partidazo uh, we have tomorrow uh, in Anfield. Uh, we have good memories there, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you can remember that as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still having nightmares about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Great. I actually I did an I did an article at work yesterday about uh, Marcos Llorente's uh, game there and how how everything changed for him after it. And uh, yeah, man, that that performance from him was so good. Brilliant. Uh, so we can have another thing uh, to look forward to uh, reading that article after uh, listening to this one. And uh, uh, Emmanuel, yeah. ha- how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great at uh, coming from the Betis game in which Aleti were at their best. And like you said, heading to a Partizano, I'm hoping Aleti can be at their best and take three points because those points will be vital. For Atletico going out of the group stage in the champ, for sorry, Atletico qualifying from the group stage in the Champions League. Brilliant. So uh, you just mentioned the Betis game. So can you please give us a quick review of that game? Well, Betis, the game against Betis this weekend at the Wanda Metropolitano was basically Atletico's best game this season. Well, Atletico did not really start the game well in the fact that Betis were quick. Passed the ball well and Rodri caused problems and Betis had the first shot on target. But after the first five minutes, Aleti settled down. They pressed wisely. Betis really played with three center for the playing the forward three with their three attackers trying to match the three center backs of Aleti. But Aleti did brilliant in the game, given that Koke and Depot slotted just behind, but in this in the line in between the lines in which they could have received. So that made Aleti surpass. Betis's first line of press, and after that, we see the four playing balls between the lines, Koke playing balls between the lines to pick out Korea and this man who facilitated the attack. 
the overall was a very good game for Betis because Aleti were able to have play on the right-hand side and switch it over to the left. And that was brilliant because Carrasco, like we said in previous podcasts, Carrasco is at his best when he receives the ball facing the opposition. And he gave Montoya a completely nightmare. Montoya could not contain him even when he had support. Carrasco just dribbled his way through. And that was how the first goal came about. With the fact that Carrasco received the ball after he switched. And what happened is that he could now have one-on-one with Montoya. He dribbled past Montoya and sent a rocket into the roof of the net. Something Bravo could not stop. And I let it continue continued death, continued controlling the game despite the fact that they took their foot off the pedal a bit but they had everything in control kept on playing between the lines Korea and Griezmann just caused a lot of problems for Betis because they overcrowded the midfield it was basically a 4 3 with Griezmann Korea Poké and Rodrigo De Paul against the three midfielders of Betis and it is brilliantly to silence Betis' main threat which was Canales I've never seen a game in which Galanes was so squired, and that was thanks to the job of Aletis midfield and the defense. So basically, in the second half, Aletis came out, did the same things, but they were defending a little bit deeper, but still in the mid block, not in a high block as it was in the first half. They had chances to maybe score two, three, but it didn't come. It didn't. It did not come, and Aletis scored from a set which was an own goal. But it was that game was not only good for the fact that Aleti performed brilliantly with the ball, but it was also good because Aleti was so dangerous from set pieces, and which was a positive. And it is great going into the game against Liverpool because Liverpool are one of the teams who are really typical to deal with set pieces, and you can use set pieces can be a way for us to break in the game or score a goal. So Felix came on, he has been brilliant since he came back from injury and he had a goal which just put the ice on the cake for Aleti's performance. Overall, it was a very good game for Aleti, especially given the last three games in which they have had periods where they have been good and bad. But in this game against Betis, they were good for a large part of the game. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, you, you have mentioned everything, really. Um, th- there was so much improvement uh, in that Betis game uh, over the uh, previous two uh, matches Atletico had uh, against Lariel and against Levante. Uh, while uh, I, I wouldn't say the performance against uh, Real Sociedad was really poor, uh, it was uh, uh, just Lariel uh, having a, a a very good plan to counter uh, Atletico's and uh, had a perfect e- execution uh, with uh, uh, both Sarloff and uh, Isaac terrorizing uh, the 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 defense and uh, scoring uh, and getting so many opportunities on, on the counter scoring uh, from one of them uh, it was a performance uh, to forget for Yano Black which we can't really say that often uh, he made uh, uh, I, I would say that the first goal was his mistake and uh, he, he could have done better on the free kick from Isaac but uh, uh, overall I think uh, what Atletico lacked in that match was a uh, a Kondogbia kind of player uh, to control the midfield and prevent the counters. And uh, we saw his introduction in the second half, which added so much control for uh, Atletico's midfield and uh, allowed them to settle in and uh, improve so much in, in the second half and uh, get uh, two goals and equalize the game. Uh, but the, uh, the issues uh, in midfield continued against Levante, uh, when Simeone started uh, Koke and Herrera together, which I think it's evident that pairing doesn't really work, uh, since uh, you know Herrera doesn't really do a lot of work uh, to assist Koke, who you know has the entire pitch to cover. Uh, Koke is much more comfortable playing with uh, Marcos Llorente, Thomas Lemar, and uh, Rodrigo Tupol, who really takes so much pressure off his shoulders, right, Emmanuel? Yes, I agree. I agree with you on that. Like Koke has played the entire of last season for Aleti, missing just few games, was part of was crucial for Spain reaching the semi-final of the Euros. He does not really have a, a lot of time to rest, and he's back. Well, it's also that coupled that with also the fact that Koke is becoming is getting old, so he doesn't have the leg like you mentioned when he plays next to Laurenti and Lema. Those is no, he knows that he's mainly in charge of stopping what comes centrally. But when now he plays with the likes of maybe Laurenti or Laurenti in the double pivot, or maybe with Herrera in the double pivot, 
he's a little bit lost because he has a lot of ground to cover, a lot of work on his shoulder. And for example, there was counter attack against the match against Levante, and he was the one chasing Jose Luis from Morales. And all of us know who is going to be the winner, despite the fact that Morales is older than him. But we know even at 30 plus, Morales caused a lot of troubles for defenders for, for positions. So I think Cholo has to set his team or maybe find the balance in midfield because that is what it has been missing in recent games and if he can do that then that would be fantastic for Aleti. Like you said, playing next to maybe Colombia or the ball in the midfield people, that is good because those guys share his body with a defensive job. And going back to the improvement like what you said about Aleti improve from the two past two games, I think one of the improvements that many are not noticing, which technically for me it is sad because I really like Felipe is the fact that they are Alexis backline with and without Felipe are two different things. I think with Felipe, there is you see the team not really having the, that confidence in maybe defending high because Felipe is a little bit sloppy. I don't know where the Felipe from the first season Alexis has gone to. He's, he's, he's not good at stalling. He dives into challenges. He's, I would just say he's so insecure at the moment. So there are two types of Alexis backline. Well, it's not all his fault because the midfield has not been doing the job that can easily bypass and that means and they can easily meet Alexis backline bet. Felipe just gives insecurity to Alexis' defense. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, yeah, another thing we can mention is uh, uh, how, how many players stepped up uh, in the game against Paris. And uh, uh, while they d- weren't at their best, uh, Maxi knows uh, how tough it is to uh, face a, an organized Pellegrini side. Uh, from, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, he's had a lot of experience with that. But yeah, uh, I, I would say uh, Griezmann, uh, De Paul, uh, Felix, uh, Correa, uh, Carrasco, uh, all of them really had a, an exceptional performance, and uh, we hope uh, to see more of that in in the upcoming matches. Uh, so that uh, covers uh, Atletico's form. But uh, Maxi, can you tell us uh, what's Liverpool's form coming uh, in, into the game uh, on on Wednesday? Yeah. So since since the last time we spoke, uh, the first game we played after after the Atleti game was uh, the, the thrashing of uh, of Manchester United on Old Trafford. Uh, a brilliant game, to be honest, from from every player. But but it also is much due to United not being good at all. Uh, so yeah, that obviously that. Uh, then we had. Uh, a pretty pretty solid win over over Preston North End in the in the cup, uh, but but we uh, we rotated a pretty much there and played a lot of you know backup players and and uh, junior players. Uh, so I wouldn't make too much of that game. But then uh, then uh, this weekend we played uh, Brighton at home and uh, well it well it looked good. In the beginning, uh, a quick two-nil uh, lead. Uh, we conceded two, and and uh, in the end, it ended two-two uh, and a tie. So, yeah, I would say overall these games uh, a bit defensively unstable, uh, at least in the in the Brighton game. And I think that is uh, much due to Fabinho not not playing. He he inserts a a defensive stability, you know, in the between the defense and the attack. And, uh, and when he's missing, you you see it pretty fast. Uh, but he's back uh, until the Athletic game. I don't know if he will start, but I I suspect he might do so because. James Miller and, and Naby Keita are are out. Uh, so yeah, that in short form, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, how it's gone for Liverpool since since we last saw each other at uh, at the Wanda Metropolitano. And uh, I I remember you, you told us uh, after that game that. Uh, that was one of the poorest uh, performance uh, performances uh, for Liverpool uh, of the season. Uh, do you think Klopp has addressed the the issues uh, uh, Liverpool had in that game, uh, or uh, have they not really faced uh, a, a similar type 
of of uh, opponent. Yeah, I would mainly say so that uh, that we haven't faced a similar type of opponent because you know Atleti are organized, very intense, uh, and and since we played you guys, uh, we haven't really played that type of opposition, but. But yeah, I th- I, th- I think that he has addressed it uh, in in the games thereafter. You, I felt the team was more focused and uh, in the game. But but then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Fabinho was out, so the team became a bit unstable, which you, you could see very well against Brighton that we concede two goals um, home at Anfield, uh, and and that's been an, an issue i would say uh the, the unstable midfield and then i then i speak defensively of course uh, so it will be interesting how club addresses it uh for the for the game tomorrow uh, but uh, i feel confident about it i would say and uh uh, are are there? Uh, you told us uh, Fabinho uh, is back. Uh, Milner and Nabikita will not be available. Uh, what's the state of the other players? Uh, are there any other injuries, or uh, are uh, is everyone back uh, fit for Liverpool? Yeah. So uh, Thiago has he has trained, uh, but but Klopp said uh, I think it was maybe a week ago that that he wasn't. Ready to play right away. Uh, now it's been a week, and and uh, in his press conference today, he Klopp said that he he has trained as normal. So I suspect we we might see him tomorrow. Uh, I I don't think he will play from from uh, kickoff. Uh, maybe a, a sub on in the in the second half or or something like that. Um, so yeah, uh, I I think uh, we might see Thiago, but as far as I'm cons- I'm aware, uh, everyone is available except uh, except Naby Keita and and James Miller. A, a fully fit Liverpool is a is a very uh, rare sight to see. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, now. Uh, uh, speaking about uh, injuries and uh, players not being available, uh, Emmanuel, uh, Atletico have uh, Griezmann uh, and Savage out as they're uh, suspended. Uh, how much do you see uh, their absence affecting Atletico? Now, we saw Savage uh, return for the game against Paris and uh, Atletico getting uh, their first clean sheet uh, in so in such a long time. Uh, so uh, I think Savage's absence uh, would be felt just as much as Griezmann's now, right? Yes, I agree with you on that. I, I think at the game against Betis, you could see GPA was one of the players who stepped up. He had, was more effective in the game than in previous game, and that was because he had confidence in Savage coming up for him. But with Felipe, he doesn't have the same thing. And as for Griezmann, well, I think we are going to miss his tactical intelligence because Griezmann is one of the. He's not. He may not be as talented as say Neymar or the likes of Fatih, but I think Griezmann is one of the players who who is very intelligent, and we are going to miss that that intelligence. If you notice in the attack line, we don't have so many runners, and he's one of those guys who makes a, who make who runs in behind. I think he struggled earlier on with the fact that he couldn't fit into. The, he was looking for how to get fit into the team. And you could see him occupying the wider position on the right, stopping Lorente Trippier from making a four run into the right half space, stopping Lorente from making a run. But I think now he has fit into the team, and with him in the pitch, I think we see a better version of Felix. So he's going to be a, a big, big miss for Alite. And, uh, and another, uh, the other players which will not be available are. Uh, Llorente and uh, Kondogbia. Now Llorente out uh, from his favorite uh, from his favorite stadium. Uh, the the one. <laughs> I mean, he he, he named he named uh, a, a dog he he bought Anfield uh, after that game. In uh, which I, I'm not sure how Liverpool fans feel about that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Honestly, looking back at it, uh, looking back at it now, it's it's a funny thing to do. I I would say, but I wasn't so happy about it uh, right after. 
I mean, look at look at it as a tribute more than uh, him, you know, making fun maybe of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I choose to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So he's out, and Kondogbia uh, will not be available. Uh, now we we just uh, mentioned Emmanuel that uh, the the game against uh, Lariel. Uh, Atletico were uh, getting uh, like uh, Lariel were getting past their midfield a little too easily, especially on the counter. So, uh, how much do you see the, uh, his absence affecting the team? Um, well, I don't think Liverpool will do a similar thing to Lariel because Lariel did, did what Villarreal has done to most teams this season. That is, they held the ball, nobody is pressing. You see the goalkeeper passing to the centre back, the centre back passing back to the goalkeeper. What are they doing? They are inviting you to press. When they invite you to press, you are press, and since Alexis press was not coordinated, what they exploited the spaces behind the press. You see Romero frequently finding the free player, and I don't think Liverpool will do that because I think Liverpool are more of a team about verticality. They want the quickest route to goal and more of a, more of a pressing team. That means they want to play in your half. Bellaria came with a game plan of attracting Alexis, attracting him to a high line, and then hitting on the counter with the pace of Isaac and Charlotte. So I don't expect Liverpool to do a similar thing, but like I've already said before, services service not being there, Colombia not being there, and Griezmann also not being there affects Aleti. Everyone on the pitch being in midfield attack or defense because Colombia provides that defensive security. Even if he doesn't start, we know that he can come in and, like you said, in the game against Laria, balance things up, or maybe service is there. He gives Trippier that freedom and that license to go up front. Griezmann not being there also is another huge blow bed with Korea. I think we have somebody who has been very good, in my opinion, one of Aleti's best, if not the best performer this season, just that he has been under the radar. And against Betis, that was very evident. And also, we are going to miss Lorente, to be very honest, because he's one of the only players who stretches opposition defense with Lorente. And him being there on the right of Aleti would obviously weaken Liverpool's left-hand side. I'm thinking of Robertson and him putting crosses into the box, but you'll be more aware of Laurentiis' pace and Trippier picking out. So I think Aleti are going to the game with a good squad, but not at their best, not the best squad, because, I, to be honest, I'm, I, was, I, I was confident if we had Laurenti in the first leg and with Liverpool's highliner with the post passing, oh God, I was, if to be honest, I'd, <laughs> it's like I'm in Wonderland imagining that. So I think in that game against Liverpool, in Liverpool, we not having him is a big miss because I still expect them to be fantastic. So, well, it's going to be a very big loss for the guy whose name is Doc Anfield. Uh, all right. Now, uh, moving on. Uh, there's uh, we're going to cover the Suarez debate again, uh, and uh, uh, he. Uh, in in the in the game against uh, in in the game against Liverpool uh, at home, uh, Simeone uh, decided to bench him uh, in order to have both uh, Felix and Griezmann uh, on the pitch, and uh, we saw how well that worked. Uh, now, uh, you know that that you know brings us back brings us back to the uh, old uh, should Suarez be a super sub kind of player. Uh, but now that Griezmann is not available, uh, do you think uh, Simeone uh, will start him, or do you think he'll line up with Correa and Felix? Now Correa does not have the same uh, goal-scoring ability uh, as Griezmann, so how well do you think that would work? Well, basically, I know Correa is not as clinical as Griezmann, like I already said, but well, he has been very effective. In front of goal when he's had the opportunities this season. So I'm confident that if he has those opportunities, I think he's going to score. So I don't see much difference in not having him and him or Griezmann because those are players who will die for Cholo, who will give their all for Cholo. And I'm also in favor of Cholo not starting to race again at Amphi. Well, against Betis, his link up play improved. Though his, his link up and Holland play improved according to previous game. And that is me seeing signs that. Well, he's, he has been using the previous games as preseason games and he's finally getting fit. I know he has been scoring, but overall play has been very poor. And against Liverpool, we are not going to be having that chance of maybe trying to launch an attack and his poor touch or poor pass gives Liverpool the, the chance and Liverpool are hitting that drive on chaos. So I don't, to be honest, I don't want him starting. I know he's our best 
player when it comes to in the box, but against Liverpool, we'll mostly be playing on the counter. So going for Felix and Korea will be great. Korea likes to have the ball more than more than Griezmann, but I think he's also a player who can run him behind. So having Korea and Felix up top will be do it. I'm okay with that. Uh, well, the predicted lineups, uh, you know, uh, point towards uh, Korea, Felix, and uh, Suarez starting uh, all with each other. Uh, Simeone uh, will keep on trying the three-four-three formation, apparently, which uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, so we, we'll guess. Uh, guess we'll have to wait and see how how that goes. Uh, Maxi, what are your thoughts on facing Luis Suarez again, uh, a fan favorite at Anfield? Yeah, you know, uh, I I always uh, dread facing Luis Suarez because it's he's such a, such a good player, and you know, at at Liverpool, uh, I I've always claimed that the the season in I think at twenty thirteen fourteen when when Liverpool were fighting for the Premier League title, I would say that without Luis Suarez uh, and of course Daniel Sturridge. Uh, Liverpool wouldn't be near the title, uh, mainly because of Luis Suarez, because he he decided games on his own, and and you know his scoring stats uh, they they speak for themselves. So I always fear uh, facing Luis Suarez, and he's not like such a player who depends on his his uh, speed or anything like that. He he's a smart player, and especially in the box. So. Yeah, I I would uh, I would rather not play him, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I think it's a smart move from Simeone to to start him if that's the case. Um, I mean, uh, we we could have uh, uh, we could have said that it, it would be a similar situation to the one he had against Koeman and Barca, but. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not sure he left Liverpool on good terms. So I'm not sure how motivated he would be to score against them. But uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I also think that it it would be smart to to start uh, Joe Felix and and Korea because if you want to beat Liverpool, you have to play smart physically. Physically, Liverpool are. Are better defensively than most teams, I would say, because of Virgil Van Dijk and Ibrahim Konate or or Joel Matip, if that's the case. Um, you have to play smart to to score, and and I I, I really uh, hold Ankel Korea high there. I think he's a very smart player, and and I think it would be wise to start him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a uh, it wouldn't be really a, a crazy thing uh, for Simeone to start both Felix and Correa. Uh, uh, in in the the last season, we saw that multiple times uh, when Suarez was out uh, when he had uh, COVID, and uh, uh, we had multiple big games won with with that formation, uh, including uh, one against Barcelona. Uh, one nil at the uh, at the Metropolitano. So, uh, like I uh, like I'm I'm not sure uh, which one I would choose since uh, you know Suarez is obviously the best finisher, but uh, a Correa and Felix uh, partnership up fr- up front uh, would definitely you know uh, be a uh, would definitely not be a a bad one for for Atletico. Uh, now, uh, Maxi, uh, what are uh, your uh, what's your expected lineup for uh, the uh, for Liverpool against uh, Atletico? Speaking historically, I think that Klopp might rotate some players because you know, in the past when when we had like an advantage, he he's tended to. I'll rotate a bit, and I, I think he might do that tomorrow. Uh, and if he does, I could see Costas Tsimikas and and Jogo Jota start. Uh, but if not, I would say something along the lines uh, of the same lineup as in as against Brighton. Uh, obviously, Navicate is out now, uh, so I think that either. Curtis Jones or Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain will step in in his place. Uh, 
maybe both depending on how how fit Fabinho is. Uh, so I think we will we will see something similar uh, as against Atleti at the Wanda Metropolitano and uh, against Brighton. Uh, but I I do have a disclaimer that Klopp might rotate, uh, and honestly. I wouldn't blame him, to be honest, because there are so many games right now, and and uh, Robertson and uh, and the front three have have start started so many games now. Uh, Trent was rested uh, not too long ago, uh, so yeah, perhaps it's it's a good good thing to do, but uh, I I think it's 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 hard to uh, to guess because it could go either way. Yeah, of course. Um, now you, you mentioned uh, Curtis Jones, which uh, uh, has been uh, playing uh, a lot uh, uh, this season and last season. Uh, what are? Uh, can you tell us uh, a bit about the breakthrough of the of the uh, English youngster? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I think that uh, this season you can see uh an improvement in Curtis Jones uh decision making and he feels like a more mature player this season uh and and especially more effective in the in the final third uh in general he's a he's a player who works hard in both ends of the field uh very technical and he has what what uh we call the scouse mentality like he's a he's a very not I would not say like cocky, but he's a very very confident young man uh, in in the way he plays. Uh, you can see him trying uh, disrespectful dribbles against some uh, world class players, and you absolutely love to see that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's a technical, hardworking player. Uh, works well in both ends of the field. Can can play either on the wing or or in central. And uh, he's been more effective this season when it comes to assists and and goals. Uh, so it's been a great uh, progress to see, and I I think this is only the beginning for him. Uh, uh, do you think Klopp uh, will will uh, go for the same tactics he used in in the first uh, in the first match, or uh, do you think he'll try something new against uh, against Atletico? Uh, I would. I think that he will try to be more controlling of the game, uh, have a bit more possession, and and have the game on on Liverpool's terms. I I felt that at the one the Metropolitano we we tried that to an amount, but uh, he had respect for Atleti, which he should have. Uh, but I think Klopp wants Liverpool to be more controlling of the game uh, at Anfield and. I also think, as we spoke about earlier, that he he has learned a bit from his mistakes at at the Wanda Metropolitano. So, yeah, I I think a bit more possession based and controlling, and uh, try to have the game on on our terms. <clears throat> All right, brilliant. Um, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Salah and Mane, uh, I think, are untouchable. But uh, which one do you think? Uh, ho- uh, which one do you think uh, Klopp will use? Is it uh, Jota or or uh, Firmino? Uh, I think uh, perhaps he will play uh, Jota because Firmino has started the the last couple of games now and. Uh, no, Jota is he, he's a very good player too and you can't keep him on the bench for too long and he's he's also earned uh, a chance from especially the Manchester United performance uh, so yeah I would I would uh, think that uh, that Jota will start and you know uh, Salah and Mane are or as you said, untouchable. I think Klopp even said ahead of the Brighton game that it would be criminal to not start Mohamed Salah in this form. Of course, uh, yeah. So that I would expect, I would expect uh, Salah, Mane, and uh, Jogo Jota starting tomorrow night. 
Okay, um, so uh, I think that uh, covers it for uh, the Liverpool uh, expected lineup. Uh, Emmanuel, can you tell us about your expected lineup for uh, Atletico? Well, I'm basically expecting the same thing we saw at the Wanda. The main difference being Griezmann is not around and due to the suspension and Korea enters for him. That's Oblak in goal, a back three of Felipe, Jose Maria and Hermoso. And the wing-backs will be Carrasco and Trippier. And in midfield, we have Koki and Rodrigo De Paul. And ahead of Koki, we have Koki, Rodrigo De Paul and Joao and and ahead of them, we have Felix, we have Korea. Well, I think I just messed up, but... Well, basically, I'm expecting the same thing, to be honest. It just, I think, I just left my brain now. But I'm expecting the same similar lineup as a 3-5-2. And not maybe what you saw against Betis in a 3-4-3. So I'm basically expecting something similar, the 3-5-2 and not the 3-4-3. Because, like I already said before, we expect Aliti to play on the counter. And if I to get the first goal, I'm expecting something similar to what we had against Football Club Barcelona. But the only but my only worry is the issue when you play Felix and Korea, you really have no presence in the penalty box. So that's my only worry. Can I just ask you you while while we're at it, how how do you think uh, Antoine Griezmann's absence will will affect Atleti? Well, firstly, I think Griezmann's runs off the ball are going to be missed. That means we don't have somebody who runs a lot or somebody who plays on the shoulder of the last defender. Well, Korea does that, but he mostly likes to play in between the lines, receiving and turning and distributing and facilitating the attack. So I think not having Griezmann, Atletico misses a lot because he's not he's one of the intelligent players in his pressing on the ball, off the ball. I think he was one of the... He was one of the players who caused Liverpool a lot of trouble, is even Van Dijk. So, had had difficulties defending against him. So, to be honest, not having him is like not is like maybe not having one of your best offensive arsenal when you are playing one of the most important match of the season so far. Uh, Griezmann's uh, absence will definitely be sorely missed, and uh, we're, we're definitely. Uh, uh, it's a shame that uh, this happens right when he's starting to look like the old Griezmann, uh, the one uh, that uh, Atletico had before he left for Barca. And uh, yeah, it's, there's just a, a lot of uh, improvement in his game. So uh, it's it's a shame that we won't be seeing him tomorrow. But you know, uh, hopefully we can uh, uh, we can see uh, you know more good performances from him uh, as the season progresses. Uh, now. Uh, in, in the uh, game at home, uh, I think uh, two of the most uh, uh, of the players that stood out the most uh, were uh, Joao Felix and Rodrigo de Paul. Um, Maxi, uh, what uh, did you think of their performance, and uh, how li- how likely uh, do you think uh, uh, it would be for them? Uh, to have a similar type of performance, uh, like uh, I think Klopp will try to limit them as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so since my my family is Italian, I I've followed uh, Rodrigo de Paul since his early days in in Udinese, and uh, you know he, I've I've banged on that drum for a long time that he's he's such an underrated player, and I, I think that he's he's shown that both at Udinese and uh, and Atleti, uh, he's a hard-working player, very creative, and he he's a difference maker. So I definitely think that the club wants to limit his time on the ball, and and uh, as you said, he he was brilliant in the first leg. Uh, Joe Felix, I think, yeah, I think many people was too too fast to to turn their back back on him maybe yeah. maybe turning their backs are are the wrong term but ruling him out let's say that uh i think that he's a he's a wonderful player and i think he showed that uh, in the first leg and and i i've not followed atleti as as uh, closely as you have but when i've seen him this season i've 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 liked what i've seen pretty much all the time and i think he's uh, Perhaps this is the season where he really, really breaks through at Atleti. He had a good first season, and 
and all that, but I do think that he 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 just needed time. You know, it's he's a, he was a very young player moving to you know, <laughs> of course it's a neighboring country, but it's still a different club, a different culture, different tactics, and Cholo Simeone is. Uh, He's a player who demands a lot of his. Uh, sorry, he's a manager who demands a lot of his players, and uh, it's a very intense, intense uh, way he plays. So I think it's something you need to get used to, and and I think that perhaps uh, Joe Felix is is starting to really adapt to it, and uh, and I hope maybe not tomorrow, but I <laughs> I hope that he will he will do that. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, João Felix really fighting his uh, uh, his feet at the club, and uh, we we were uh, seeing it last season. Uh, he had a very good uh, first half of the season, but then uh, he started having uh, uh, an an ankle injury, so uh, that uh, uh, kind of ruined uh, his second half of the season. So uh, after his uh, his surgery in the summer, we're starting to see. Uh, more of that, Jao Felix. So, uh, yeah, he's such a joy to watch. And, uh, yeah, we're just uh, very lucky to have uh, this young man. Uh, Emmanuel, can you please uh, uh, give us your thoughts about uh, the same question? Well, basically, I think Maxi has said much on the poll, especially. He is a player of quality. He struggled a bit during the start of the season. Now he's integrating into the team. And his qualities are on display. I think you tweeted it and said he's like you expected like a Swiss chocolate in which you know it is good, but when you eat it, it feels more good. So I think we all expect them to bring extra dynamism, dynamism to Aliti's midfield. But seeing that dynamism contributes so much to Aliti on the ball with his passes between the lines, his true balls, balls over the top <laughs> of the ball, he's, he's very aggressive, he wins back the ball. So I think it's going to be a good sign for Aleti. And Cholo said the fact that Cholo even compared him to Veron in, in the fact that he's a player who offers vertigo with his vision and speed of thought. So having him is great, especially given the price we bought him. And so many, so many teams in the world or in Europe need a player like him or we need a player like him in the summer, but Aleti were able to snatch him this summer. So I think the game against Betis really highlighted his importance to Aliti at the moment. And given that he is a player in which he can be pressed, that means he attracts players and maybe can open spaces for others to receive the ball in. So he's a player which I think club will be very wary of, especially given his performance in the first leg against Liverpool. But not having Griezmann, I complain about the fact that Griezmann's runs will miss. But I remember Korea scoring Aliti's goal against Elche from Erojigo de Paul true ball. So I think his true balls and hopefully we have runners that will be great. Coming to Felix, I think he has put his injuries behind him and he has moved forward. We are seeing his performances, they are great. Joao Magic, pure Talento, all those things are coming out at the moment. So I think we are very lucky that those two guys are in our team. And as for Felix, Cholo talked about the fact that he's become more mature in the sense that he knows when what the team needs and how to offer it and knows when to do certain things at certain times. Even though Cholo was a little bit annoyed with him for the fact that he gave the ball away in midfield, which led to Real Sodas opener against Aliade, against Aliti Adewanda. So I think those two guys are going to be players in which club are going to try to minimize, try to make sure that they have they don't have minimum a lot of time on the ball or reduces reduce their time on the ball. That will be key for them. But I think the key for Liverpool in that game is Fabinho. If Fabinho is there, then, it, to be honest, it increases their chances of winning the game by much. But without Fabinho, like what I saw in the cup game and also what I saw in the game against Brighton and also against Aliti before Fabinho came onto the pitch, I think those two guys are going to, uh, going to cause a lot of problems. But with Fabinho, his timing, his positioning, tracking runners and the rest. So it is having Felix, like I said, and Gris and Felix, having Felix and Rodrigo De Paul in our team is great for us. And hopefully they put on a great show like they did against Betis. Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you something because in the summer when when uh, Rodrigo De Paul was uh, was rumored to join uh, Atleti, I I got some questions about him, and honestly, I I think that it I have a hard time seeing in in world football a player more suited to Cholo Simeone. He's like 
a very intense player. He leaves his all on the pitch. He he's a difference maker. He's a winner. You know, he. I I don't know. It's it's just something that I feel like he's basically the embodiment of a of a Cholo Simeone player. What what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I very much agree with that. I've I've wanted him for such a long time, and uh, uh, frankly, I when I first wanted him, he was uh, a winger uh, at Valencia. Uh, but it was very clear that he had so much potential, uh, though he had, uh, of course, his uh, he had some faults. But uh, his uh, uh, his transformation at uh, Odinese has been such has been so, so wonderful. Uh, like uh, he's very much a the closest thing to a perfect midfielder uh, we can have. Uh, and uh, the fact that we got him for, I think, 35 million is uh, kind of a steal, really. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said, he's uh, he's got a brilliant uh, passing ability, uh, adds so much uh, creativity to, to this side, uh, la- adds some, uh, something we've lacked uh, for so long, which is uh, ball progression, uh, make it uh, uh, be it with his runs or with his uh, long balls, uh, which uh, he's excellent at both. So, uh, yeah, he's such a wonderful player. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, his defensive ability is, uh, uh, you know, has, has to be noted as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very delighted with this signing. And uh, uh, like it, uh, and another thing I, I want to say about him is usually... Uh, when uh, Atletico sign a player, uh, specifically a midfielder, uh, he struggles a lot. Like we we see him uh, for the first season, maybe half season, uh, it depends on the player. Uh, but they struggle so much. Uh, De Paul is like uh, he fit in like a hand in a glove. Like uh, it it took him like only a month. Uh, to just start dropping masterclasses. So, uh, yeah, he's such a special player. And, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, a perfect Simeone player. Yeah, yeah, it makes me so glad to hear that he's doing so well. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah let's, let's hope he, he can add more to that tomorrow. Uh, so, Maxi, uh, I'm, I'm going to push you for, for a prediction now. What's your predicted uh, scoreline for, for tomorrow's match? I, I thought about this and I, and I, I think 2-1 Liverpool. Uh, I think if, if Fabinho plays, I think, like Emmanuel said, that we have the potential to, to, to be even better. But I, I expect him not to start, so I, I would say 2-1. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, what do you think? If Fabino's if Fabino starts and plays ninety minutes, then maybe a draw. But at the moment, I go for one to a little win. Uh, it's a crucial yeah. match for Atletico, as uh, if uh, if Porto win against Milan, then uh, they, uh, and Atletico don't get a result, then uh, Porto will be uh, in second place. So uh, yeah, it's I, I think it's a, a very crucial match for Atletico, and we'll we'll. Just have to even see uh, how Atletico react to that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's, I'm gonna go with the draw uh, for a prediction, uh, mainly because uh, I don't really trust the defense so much without uh, Savage playing. But then again, we do have Jimenez back, so um, I, I would go with, for a boring one-one draw. But uh, you know, hopefully Atletico can uh, uh, get a win uh, regardless. Um, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. Maxi, uh, thank you so much for joining us. It, it was such a blast having you. Yeah, it's always fun to be on and talk talk to you guys. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I hope to be back uh, some way down the line. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, we have so much uh, fun talking with you. So uh, yeah, we, we'd be very glad to have you on uh, with us again. Uh, and of course, uh, thank you, Emmanuel. Yeah, it's always a pleasure discussing with you at and Magzi is really a fun guy to speak with. So, like, if, like always, if you don't follow him, please do on Twitter because he covers a lot about European football and not just Liverpool. Yeah, we 
uh, can't wait to, to read that uh, that piece about Yorente as well. Uh, can you please, uh, you know, maybe plug it in on on the tweet uh, about the uh, ep about the uh, this episode? Yeah, yeah, of, of course. And uh, and the feeling is mutual. It's so so fun to talk to you guys as well. You guys do mm -hmm. do great work on on Twitter too. Thank you so much. Means a lot. Um, so, uh, thank thank you uh, guys for listening. Remember, nunca dejes de creer, and see you in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.